My dearly beloved, greetings to all of you who have gathered here today in the name of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters, Senior Pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in Pacoima, California. Oh, we are so happy that you have joined our worship and we're going to ask you to just gather around and, and prepare your minds and your soul and your body and your strength to hear a word from the Lord. Do you have your Bible in front of you? Or any kind of way that you look at your Bible, the phone or the iPad or any other media, it's all good. It's all good. Is there, is there a smile on your face? So let's begin with a song of praise to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And our music will be provided today by our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. Let us sing praises to the Lord our God because when praises go up, blessings come down. lesson for today is found in the Old Testament book of Amos. Amos chapter 5 verses 21 through 24. Amos chapter 5 verses 21 through 24. Listen now for the word of the Lord. God says, I hate, I despise your festivals and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. And even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. 
and the offerings of well-being of your animals, I will not look upon. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps, but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Almighty God, as I stand before your people, I ask that you would come fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit and allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray it. Amen. Our sermon topic for today is actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. Uh, beloved, many first century Christians, they just had a light view of God's holiness and God's justice. Even today, some Christians minimize the sinfulness of sin, believing that that they have had little to do with their faith in God. But what a person really believes will show up in how he or she acts and what, and what he or she does because actions speak louder than words. Today, I'd like to offer a special salute to the memory of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. by sharing with you some thoughts on his greatness. You see, I found myself wondering, well, what was it about Dr. King that were the keys to his greatness? And then I arrived at a few answers. But as I share these answers with you, I do hope that we will also see lessons from his life that we can seize upon today. First of all, Dr. King was more than a dreamer. He was a doer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, I know that it's customary and almost traditional even to speak about Dr. King as the dreamer. In many of our celebrations, we have heard Dr. King referred to as the dreamer. And, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that after all the best-known speeches, the one that he, he delivered on Washington when he, when he electrified more than 250,000 marchers by saying, I have a dream. This is what he said. He said, I have a dream that someday my children will live in a country where they will be judged by the content of their character rather than the color of their skin. I have a dream. And based upon this landmark speech, Dr. King has been crowned the dreamer. However now, beloved, however, the problem with this 
is that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did much more than dream. As a matter of fact, dreaming does not even begin to describe who he actually was and what he actually accomplished. Therefore, if you want a word, uh, a word that more adequately captures the essence of Dr. King, it would have to be the word doing. He was a doer. When he accepted the leadership of the Montgomery bus boycotts in December 1955, Dr. King was not dreaming. He was doing. When Dr. King led the sit-ins and freedom rise of 1960 and 61, he was not dreaming. He was doing. When, when Dr. King influenced the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, he wasn't dreaming. He was doing. When Dr. King was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in October of 1964, it was not for dreaming. It was for doing. When Dr. King influenced the Passage Act of 1965, he was doing. When Dr. King organized the Poor People's Campaign of 1968, he was not dreaming. He was doing. Oh, child of God, I, I have said all of this because I want us to know today that it is all right to have a dream just like Dr. King had a dream. Oh, but I do not want us to be misled into believing that dreaming is enough and that all Dr. King did was dream. No, 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 no. We have to put some work behind our dreams just like he did. And this is the day, this is only the way that dreamers will become action and doers today. And, and the, truth, the truth is this, if the dreamer who was working on the dream gets assassinated, the work must continue until the dream becomes a reality. Somebody say amen. This is why Dr. King said one day, he said, we are challenged on every hand to work untiringly to achieve excellence in our life work. If, if, if a person is called to be a street sweeper, then they should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music or Shakespeare wrote poetry. They should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who did their work well. This is what Douglas Maddock meant when his words, he said, if you can't be a pine on top of the hill, be a shrub in the valley, but be the best little shrub in the valley. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. And if you can't be the sun, then be a star. It isn't by the size that you win or fail. Be the best of whatever you are. The second key to the greatness of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was that he was not just a drum beater, he was a drum major. Yeah, those of you who have played in bands or who have simply stood on the sidelines and watched the bands go marching by, you know the difference 
between the drum major and the other drummers and instrumentalists, you know. The drum major is the one who leads the way. The drum major is the one who sets the pace. The drum major is the one who determines the direction. The drum major is the one who guides the beat and as important as he or she is, the drum major is the one who makes less noise than anyone else. The drum major is more action than noise. Well, since the turbulent era of the 1960s, it seems to me that we have seen and heard a lot of drum beaters all day, everywhere on the scene. Very few drum majors. In the church, somebody's always beating a drum about something. Somebody's always making noise about something. But very few are achieving any significant change. And that is because the drum beating and the noise is much too often trivial. And the drum beating wrongly used to distract us from the real problems and the real mission. And that's why very few problems are achieving an insignificant change today. Oh, beloved, listen, beloved, don't get me wrong. We need drum beaters. Oh, yes, we need, we, we need, we need people speaking out and making noise about the right things, but, but it has to be something worth our making noise about. And we also need people to turn that noise into constructive action and change. We also need people to give that noise, direction, and meaning. We need drum majors. We need leaders. However, you know, in many of our churches, we make every effort to silence the drum majors. Oh, yeah. We need to respect strong leadership, talents, and gifts. We need to identify some drum majors and follow their lead. And that's the truth. In the fifth chapter of Matthew, Jesus tells the disciples two things about their identity. Jesus tells the first of all, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Each one of these teachings will take a whole other sermon to explain in full. But what Jesus was saying basically was that the disciples were expected to make a difference. Not just make a noise, but make a difference by being the catalyst for change, renewal, and transformation. In one of his great, great speeches, Dr. King told the people how he wanted to be remembered. He said, if anyone wants to know about me, just tell them, that I was a drum major for the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Now, a third key to the greatness of the man king was that he was not just a preacher. Oh, being a preacher is something. Not just a preacher, but he was a prophet. Not just a preacher, but a prophet. And strangely enough, it was the very thing that got him in the most trouble. Truly, Dr. King could have just he could have just remained the pastor of the, of the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in Montgomery, Alabama, and still he could have become a famous, influential black preacher. But no, no. 
He had to answer the call to proclaim civil rights and justice for all because he was more than a preacher. He was a prophet. Oh, he could have made a name by himself. Just for himself, by simply just staying in the Ebenezer Baptist Church of Atlanta, Georgia, and preaching great sermons like, like his sermon, A Tough Mind and a Tender Heart, or his sermon, A, a Knock at Midnight. But no, he had to face water holes and police dogs and bully, billy clubs and jail cells because he was more than a preacher. He was a prophet. Oh, yes, he could have been the king who was with other kings and queens and was presidents and with monarchs and still had the common touch. But no, no, he had to ruffle feathers by defending the rights of the black man and the black woman and black family. Why? Because Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was more than a preacher. He was also a prophet. And child of God, let me help you see this. You see, the trouble with prophets, read the Bible, is that they cannot keep their mouths shut and their bodies still when it comes to speaking and doing the truth around injustice. Prophets say, thus says the Lord, even if it means that they are ostracized by people, even if it means that they often uh, offend some people, even if it means that they make people angry, even if it means that they get assassinated. Prophets just cannot be still and hold their peace. Dr. King faced some of the same resistance and the same opposition and the same rejection that all prophets of God face. And many times the thing that makes you great will get you killed. Oh, oh, not killed always in a physical sense. But people can kill your reputation. People can kill uh, your opportunities. People can kill your dreams. But that's all right. That's all right, too, because God can resurrect your reputation. And God can resurrect your opportunities. And God can resurrect your dreams. Somebody ought to say amen. You know what? I believe, I believe that Dr. King reached a point where he didn't mind being killed. He, he didn't mind what the world might do to him. And he would say that because he said, I quote, I've been to the mountaintop and I have seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but we, we are going to make it to the promised land. Oh, glory to God. Well, my beloved, there's a lot more we could say about the man named King. Not just a scholar, but a saint. Not just a peacemaker, but a justice maker. Not just a history maker, but a history transformer. Oh, there's so much we could say about him. But Dr. King, if you were here today, in 2021, in this United States of America, 
Dr. King, I think I would find you weeping like Jesus wept over Jerusalem. If you hear to debrief of the many failed effects of integration on your people, I would find you weeping if you were here to see the numbers of black people in prison and, and black people miseducated and left alone in the inner cities created by both white flight and black middle class. I would just find you weeping, Dr. Oh, Dr. King, if you could be here to see the white racism that still saturates the very fibers of this country, I'd find you weeping. But I'd find you weeping and working, and working and weeping, and still doing preaching and prophecy, and beating that drum drum, uh, the, being the drum major that you were. Oh, we thank God for you, Dr. King. Have a child of God, let what I have said be enough to remind us in 2021 that even though Dr. King is no longer with us, the God that he serves still is. And the words from a sermon of Dr. King's entitled, God is able, he says, God is able to subdue all the power of evil. God is able to give us the inner strength to stand amid the trials and burdens of life. He's able. He's able to provide inner peace and out of storms. Eh? Therefore, my dearly beloved, as we rally toward the future, let's not forget the testimony of the man named Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Let's not forget that he says God is able. And I too am a witness that God is able. I'm a witness because when I look at where God has brought me from, when I look about what God has brought me through, when I think about what God has done for me, oh, when I meditate on how God has blessed me, I just cannot help but tell the world. It was God. God is able. And so, beloved, God is able to fix your life and, and to fix your strife, to lift you up, bring you out, and to make you whole. Yes, God is able. And so we must never give up on the journey to justice in this country and around the world. Remember now, the dream has not yet become a reality. And so we must make it happen. Justice for all, equality for all. And know this, remember, that being equal does not mean being the same. This is not a melting pot. Remember, actions speak louder than words. And remember the work of justice and continue the work because the same God who was with Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr is with us today. Happy birthday, Dr. King. Happy birthday. Oh, child of God, I pray that this word from the Lord has blessed you. I now open the doors of God's church and I invite you to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's a time to be obedient to our God greater today. Put your name on the church roll. Give, give your tithes and your offerings and share your gifts. Share your talents to God's church. 
So I ask now that you go to our website and, and there you will find a form to join the church. Fill it out and we will contact you on that website. You will also find a way to give. Go to our website. Pacoima. F-U-M-C dot com. And also, my beloved, I do hope that you'll just say amen to this service by hitting the thumbs up button and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And remember, spread the word of God by sharing this video. And now to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, power and authority before all time and now and forever. In Jesus' name, Amen. I don't feel no Started, started from